Hello and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's guest. I have Katie here today. She is one of my clients in Unwavering and some of my mini minds. It's been so great to get to know you, Katie, and support you and also learn about your journey, which I feel like I keep just finding more out about. Um, And I'm sure I will today, but I'm so excited to have this conversation because I know that you have um, so much that you bring to the table for an audience that um, I don't always speak to. So we'll get into that. But Katie, hi. I'm so excited that you're here. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So um, I'll let you introduce yourself in a second, but you guys, just so you know what we're going to talk about today, Katie has this incredible background where she has actually left a nine to five corporate kind of job and went full time in her business, maybe arguably too soon or messy or without as much grace as she would have liked, but she's doing it and she's killing it. And she's been the breadwinner for her family. And I just think that's so badass. And so I'm so excited to dive into that. But before we do, can you just take a second and tell people a little bit about what you do, who you are? Yeah, of course. Um, So I have a complete corporate background. I went to school. I got a a business degree. Um, I work for, you know, Hilton Hotels, Coca-Cola. I mean, big name brands, you know. Um, And in 2020, I started my business. And we'll talk a little bit more about that journey. But I started an online business. um, And within a year's time, I decided you know, I'm going to leave. So I, I left my nine to five to take my business full time. Um, and I've just been on this journey of exploring like entrepreneurship. And um, to your point, I kind of did it <laughs> before I was ready, but that's been the best part, figuring out what that journey actually looks like. So um, a little bit about me, I have two kids. Um, that was the crazy part is I started my business when I had two under two. <laughs> Like, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) It was the middle of the pandemic, right? It was like, it was 2020. I'm like, why am I doing this? Well, why not? Um, And I live in Dayton, Ohio with my family. So um, yeah. So, and also one thing I want to comment on is I even went back to school. I got my master's because in the corporate world, I was like, that's what you do. You, you go to school, you get your master's and you, you climb the corporate ladder. And I had every intention of doing that until, until I didn't. Oh my Until gosh. I like babies. <laughs> yes. So, oh, wow. I have so much to ask you. I, I, I love, you know, I love hearing people's story. And so I want to hear a little bit more about like, when did you find the coaching industry and when did you kind of have that feeling of like, I think I should do that or I want to yeah. do that. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. So I actually didn't start out in the coaching world. I started out as a virtual assistant. Um, at doing like done for you services for small business owners. 
And I had like immediate success. So I started it. I was like, I just want to make like an extra thousand bucks a month. That's it. Well, I started in August of 2020. And by September, I had made 1700 bucks. I'm like, whoa, I'm onto something. You know, that was quick. Mm -hmm. And and then quickly I got to like three to $5,000 months. And I was like, I am onto something here and I want to help other women. Um, I worked with a lot of moms. A lot of people in the corporate world that wanted to get out. I worked with a lot of teachers. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm talking to all these people, but I'm not making any money. I was just like so passionate about what I was doing that I was like, you need to do it and you need to do it. You know, it's so like kind of like Oprah, you need a business. Yes. You need it. Um, and so finally somebody said something to me. They're like, you were so good at talking about this and helping people and inspiring people why don't you make money doing it? I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. And so when I actually left my nine to five, when I left my nine to five, I was a virtual assistant. But at that time I decided to pivot into coaching. So not only did I leave, but I completely switched what I was doing. Um, And, and so it was a lot to kind of navigate, but it, it's been fun. It's been a great journey. Yeah. Okay. And How did you, when you decided like, okay, I'm going to leave this job and go full-time in my business. I mean, did you make, like, what did you do practically? Like, did you make sure you had savings? Did you make sure your revenue and the business was up to a certain point? Or like, what was your thought process doing this? Well, why would I do that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Newsflash, you should. You should have a plan, right? You should have a plan. So if you're listening, don't do what I did. Yes. So I'm going to share my story, but it's from a perspective of don't do this. (laughs) Um, So what I did was um, I set a a goal for, so I started my business in August of 2020. I was like, I'm going to give myself a year. So August of 2021 was the goal. That is one thing I would do, like kind of have an idea of a goal. It doesn't have to be an exact date. It can just, you know, it could be a season. It could be a month. So say, you know, spring of 2025, this is my goal. So give yourself some flexibility. That's the, I would do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then what happened with me is as I got closer and closer to that goal, um, and and I did have a revenue number in mind. I was like, I'm going to be hitting $15,000 months every single month consistently which is like laughable now because that was not happening when I left. But I did have a a goal in mind. I didn't do anything to build up that goal or to follow through to make that goal realistic. Yeah. Um, So if you have a financial goal, actually have a plan in place to support it. I did not have a plan. I just had like this shiny number out there that was magically going to show up in the bank account. Right. Um, So I had a timeline. I had a goal. As it got closer and closer to the timeline, I was like, I am so far away from this goal, but I'm leaving regardless. I don't care. Um, And so then I started operating kind of like out of desperation, right? Like sort of selling desperately. And um, I even like my integrity and like my work ethic at my nine to five shifted. Um, And it's something I'm still to this day, like embarrassed about how I left. Because there was literally times where I would shut my computer during normal work time. I would shut my computer and be working on my business, not responding to emails, not doing, you know, uh, the work I was committed and getting paid to do, not returning phone calls. I mean, 
it's like cringe to go back because I have such a strong work ethic and I'm very much a person of, person of integrity and going back, I'm like, I was not operating there because I was yeah. so focused on leaving. So I think if there's any takeaways from this, it would be to not let your reputation and your integrity uh, fall at the, you know, for the sake of pursuing your goal. Um, yeah. You can leave, you can leave your nine to five, but do it with grace. Do it, yeah. you know, you, you don't want to diminish the work you've done. I mean, I had been at that particular role for eight years. And to this day, I'm so embarrassed about how I handled myself. Yeah. Hypothetically say I went out and got a nine to five, I got a new job and, you know, they asked for like referrals and references. I would not go get a reference because yeah. I was so embarrassed of how I handled myself. Yeah. It was like almost easier to quit because then I wouldn't have to face, I wouldn't have to have the tough conversations with the bosses and the big wigs about what I wasn't doing. It was just right. easier to leave. Yeah. So leave with grace if you can. <laughs> yeah. So what did you end up doing? Did you end up like just, just leaving? Like, and, and I'm so cu- like, what was that process like? Cause you have to leave the job. You're telling your family, like, do you just don't tell anyone? Like, I'm so curious. And how did it, I'm, I'm so, mostly curious, but like, how did it feel to you? Were you nervous or you, or were you just like delusional in a good way? I'm here for delusional. <laughs> you know, this, it was more towards the, the second, it was a little yeah. delusional. It was very much an internal battle I was dealing with. Um, my husband was not on board. Yeah. Um, and arguably you could say he's still not on board, <laughs> but um, my husband was not on board. My family all looked at me like I was freaking crazy. You know, it was, I had, when I left, I was making $80,000, which I mean, isn't a lot, but for me, it was a lot. And that's not including, you know, the insurance and the benefits and there was an annual bonus. And uh, I mean, arguably you could say that it, it was a six figure package in total, right. you know, Yeah. That I was willing to leave. Um, and so I was very much like in this alone. I did have a coach at the time. Um, and I remember there's one day in particular, I was like, I'm done. I like literally slammed my computer. I was so pissed off. I'm done. Um, there was like a certain incident that happened. I was like, I don't need this, you know? Yeah. I'm out here selling sugar water and I've got babies that need me, you know, I'm done. <laughs> um, and my coach at the time, probably the most profound thing in that moment was you are not operating from a place of neutral. You're operating from high emotion. Do not make mm. a decision right now in high emotion. So I sat with it. I journaled. I mean, literally, Taylor, I had like 20 pages of notes, just like all wow. over the place. My husband walked into the kitchen, was like, what is happening? I had papers everywhere. I was just like journaling everything. Um, and then... The, the funny story uh, I wanted to share on this podcast was this was um, mid-September of 2020. So a month after my original or 2021. So a month after my goal, I hadn't hit my goal. A month later, we're doing an adult trip. Kids are at home with grandma. We're going out with our friends. We went to this island in Ohio. It's called Putin Bay. It's like known for like a party island. And on the way there, it was like a three hour drive. I told, I talked to, I tried to talk to my husband. I'm like, listen, like, 
I really want to leave my nine to five. That's very heavy on my heart. I don't want to do this anymore. Can we talk about a plan? Nope, nope, nope. He wasn't having it. I mean, the conversation lasted like two minutes mm-hmm. and it ended with me saying, okay, I can tell you're not ready to receive this. We need to talk about this soon. Yeah. And then we just, you know, we kept going, we kept driving, we get to the place. Um, It's an island. So you actually have to take a ferry boat over. Um, So we're like in the car on the ferry. At this point, we have beers open. We're we're with our friends, We're you know, party mode, right? And I had this, it was probably the first experience that I could say I've had with like a God or intuition or whatever. It was like a voice, like literally, I was like, am I drunk already? Like, it's like, what was that voice? I heard this voice that was like, we're going to do this. Like, it was so clearly was like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So this is in the middle of this party town. Um, it, all weekend long, it's all I could think about. You know, I'm supposed to be having fun and relaxing. And I was just like, so internal having this like struggle, um, which now I know, you know, I'm a person of faith. So I believe it was God. And I'm also very intuitive. So I'm like, this is my gut intuition telling me like you're on the right path type thing. Um, we're having fun. And then um, on the way back. So we had this party, right? And we, we come back on the ferry back. I looked down at my phone and the very first thing I see was a post from the coach I was working with at the time that said, there's no better time than now. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. Like that was like mentally all I needed. And in the car ride home, I told my husband, I was like, I know you're not on board. I know you don't support this. I need you to get on board. I'm doing this. And that, so that was on a Sunday and on Monday, I put my two weeks notice. Oh (laughs) my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So very much like a spiritual intuitive feeling um, that it was like, I just, I have to act on this. I can't not act on it. And I'm leaving like a lot of details in regards to my story out in regards to like things that were happening in the corporate world that I wasn't super on board with and things in my personal, like there's all these other dynamics that, uh, you know, we don't have time to go into here. But that was like the icing on the cake for me type thing. So mm, I so I so get that. Even though I didn't leave my job, my husband has left his job. And it was one of those things where it was like, it just didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. And then our situation a little different because it kind of hit a point where it's like, okay, it really makes sense and you're still not doing it. But it, it started to really make sense when a lot of dynamics at work changed, a lot of dynamics in our life w- were changing. And it's like, it's just, it, it's a whole, it's a whole new world <laughs> when you don't, you're not, you don't have this boss above you and you don't have this schedule, like holding you hostage, it feels like. And especially when you have babies, I mean, for us, that was a part of it too. I'm like, we have the opportunity to both be home and be with our babies. And we have these little babies and you know, they grow so fast and it's crazy. And yeah, it even, I think it's scary no matter what you have in place. Honestly, I, I, I talk to women who all we go, they're like, should I do this scary thing? We go through all, they're like, I have the savings in place. I'm making this much monthly. It it makes sense. And it's like, and I'm still terrified. So I think the fear is always going to be there. The fear is always going to be there. And what I will say the positive, the silver lining and going the route I did where I was not prepared. I thought I was prepared. I'm like, oh, I've got this. I'll figure it out. Well, you know, literally, literally my last day uh, in corporate America was October 1st. 
October 2nd, you guys probably don't remember, but I will never forget. It was the one day where Instagram completely shut down and was not working. Do you remember that? Yeah. It like no yeah. one could lock Instagram. It wasn't working. It was like a blackout. I'm like, my business is built on Instagram. How is this day one of entrepreneurship? You know? So it was like, I'll never forget that. But um, it, it with that being said, like, you're never ready. You're never prepared but it forced me to get ready. It forced me to do things that I probably wouldn't have done if I felt comfortable, you know? Yeah. Um, This is like, what was it? This was October. And and in January, I had like my first $16,000 month in coaching alone. Wow. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, for the first five to six months, there was like no shift in income. I was able to like maintain things were good. And then I kind of hit like a rough patch. And so it was very much like entrepreneur. And so it was definitely scary. You're never ready, but it almost forces you to be ready. And that's kind of like the silver lining and going the route I do, although I don't coach my clients to go that route. Hey, you guys, real quick, I need to take a minute and tell you about Transparent Sales, the membership. This is a new offering in my business that I am so excited to be posting and running and inviting you into today. So this is literally the most no-brainer way to work with me that I have offered in years, maybe even ever. It's $97 a month. And you are getting four pieces of content from me per month, all designed to support you in making way more money from your content, having a way more profitable business, creating sales with so much more ease and selling out your offers no matter the price point. So this way of doing content and selling and marketing is going to help you sell out your own membership, your own low ticket offers, but also high ticket offers. So inside the membership, you'll find women who are selling out $1,000 courses, $300 courses, memberships, $20,000 coaching packages. It helps you with all of that. We are going into your email marketing strategy, your social media strategy, Instagram stories and posts and Facebook and all the things. We'll talk about podcasting and we'll talk about hosting content events like your own free trainings. Um, It's just going to be really, really good. You guys, there's four drops a month. So every month you're going to get a content plan for me where I'm saying, here's what I would be doing this month. Here's where I would be showing up. Here's how much, here's the angles I would do. Here's like how much I would sell and the ways that I would sell. Also every month you're going to get a new piece of curriculum from me. So this is a super actionable training to help you create better content. Um, also every month you will get a Q and a, so there will be an opportunity to submit any questions that you have for me, and then I will answer them for you. Um, and then finally every month, something I'm really excited to do is give Give you access to my content insights. So we will be taking a look at my own podcast stats, my Instagram stats, my email stats. And I want to do this because I think so often we're trying to replicate what's working for others and you actually don't know what's working for them. So I'm actually going to show you, here's what you saw me do. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. Here's my takeaways. Here's what I'm doing differently or the same moving forward because of that. There's a Facebook community 
Anyway, you guys, I could go on and on and on, but I want to get back into the episode. So just go to thetaylorlee.com slash membership. Again, it's literally $97 a month. There's so much content waiting for you already and an incredible group of women in there. thetaylorlee.com slash membership. And I'm super excited to celebrate you joining us. All right, back into the episode. So let's talk about that though. Like in hindsight, slash, if you were coaching a client who was in the situation, who's like, I want to leave this job so bad. What would you say are the top things that you wish you did have in place? And I'm here for strategy. I'm here for, even if it's just like savings or, you know, actual tangible things, or even if it's some different mindsets than what you had, I'm whatever comes to mind. I'd love to hear. Yeah, for sure. So definitely the first one is like tangible, like, okay, have a timeline, have a financial goal in mind. Yes. Um, I think a big thing for me that I didn't have um, is gratitude for the nine to five I currently have that is affording me the opportunity to do this business. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I wasn't thankful for this nine to five that was, you know, paying the bills at the time and, and literally closed computer allowing me because I had flexibility in my nine to five, allowing me to build this business. Um, so I think what I would say to your audience is like, how can I be grateful for the job that I do have? Yeah. How we build this. Um, and, and then when I am ready to like move forward, because I'm grateful for it, I'm going to leave respectfully. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, one thing, not one thing I've done a lot of things, but one of the things I tried to do was try to like hide it from mm-hmm. my boss and from the company and the organization. And ultimately that kind of caught up with me too. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm online, so it's like very visible. Anyone can find me. Um, you know, when you create a new Instagram profile, if it's attached to your number, it shows up on like people, you may know, you know, I know. And so literally my boss called me, it was like, I don't know, eight or nine months in he called me. He was like, Katie, what are you doing? I I, I see this new account you created on Facebook or on Instagram. What is this? And I wish I would have just like had a conversation with them. And he said, he's like, if you would have told me it would have been a big deal, but since you didn't tell me now it's like, yeah this whole thing, you know? So I think being transparent with yourself, being transparent with your boss, if that's a dynamic you can do. Um, but if you can't, if you have to hide it, don't put your cell phone number. Don't attach your <laughs> cell phone number. <laughs> Seriously. <I love> <laughs> um, let's see what else. Oh my goodness. So many things. I, I would really evaluate the why. Yeah. Like for me, it got to a point where it wasn't just about the money. You know, there were some values, you know, uh, the organization I work for, they were like, do more with less, which Mm -hmm. means let's eliminate people, let's eliminate resources. And the people that we do have, we're going to treat them like crap because they're overworked, underpaid. Um, And it didn't align with me, you know, and there was another situation where it was like, in the middle of the pandemic, we couldn't get any products. I'm a salesperson. So I have to go and I have to tell my client, oh, hey, we can't get you any products, but we are going to raise the rates. It was just like all these like 
business yeah. decision that I had no control over, right. but I had to stand behind. I had to support, I had to sell in and, and I didn't. So it was like, look at what are your beliefs? What are your values? Um, and that was like one of the big things I was like, something's got to change for me because this is not lining up. Um, so look at that and then look at the why. So for me, it was definitely more than money of, of course, I need to provide for my family, but, um, it was to be at home with the babies and to have the flexibility, um, and, and just the freedom and the lifestyle. It's the lifestyle that I desired more so than the money. So evaluating the why anytime I try to do something or go about something specifically for the money, it, I like fall flat because if the money doesn't come, then I'm like, well, that sucked. And then I'm like, you know, pulling it apart. Like what I should have done this. I should have done that. Whereas if it's just like, okay, this is my reason and I'm going to do it no matter what. It's just a different vibe. Yeah. Oh, I love that you said that. Cause I kept feeling called to like, ask like, what did you feel like your why was yeah. at the time? And well, yeah. So, <laughs> so my kids were a big part of it, but yeah. In that season that I was in, it was a really tough season. I had had two babies back to back, postpartum depression back to back. Um, my marriage was struggling. I was in a nine to five. I hated it was the pandemic. It was like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. And I was there. There was two things. I was like, oh, either my husband and I are getting divorced because that's like where we were. I was like, we're getting divorced. And I need to be able to provide. So I need to make money. Or we're going to stay together and I'm going to change my life. So yeah. it was like either or, but both options required me to leave my nine to five. Yeah. So, and, and ultimately we stayed together and, yes. you know, nine to five and such now, now we live on four and a half acres and have chickens, <laughs> which I love. I love it so much. I, yeah. I want to hear more about like, what did it, feel like to trust yourself and was, I mean, you sound like what it sounds like outside, like looking in, listening in, it sounds like you really just did. You you were very decided, mm-hmm. but what was that actually like? What did it actually feel like? How did you know you could trust it? I mean, I want to hear more about that because we, we hear like, trust yourself. And I always tell people, right? Like, trust your desires. Your desires are your roadmap. Like they're meant for you, but it's a lot easier said than done. Right. Especially when it involves things like this, like finances and family and it's scary, but I want to know what that was like for you. Yeah. Because the reality is, is life doesn't stop, right? Like you might have this big lofty dream and goal, but like bills still have to be paid and the baby still need to be fed. And so for me, it was like, and it's funny because every time I waver, and you know, you know this well of me, but every time I waver, I have to go back to that moment because mm-hmm. it was like such a different, it was like a non-negotiable. It's like, I am doing this. I know I'm meant to do this. Um, One, it was like that voice I heard on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to decide, is this God or am I drunk? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and then it's every time I start to question myself, something happens where I'm reminded, yes, you're in the right spot. You were doing what you're supposed to be doing. 
And, and so then I get like reinvigorated, like, okay, I know I'm on the right path. This is, I, I made the right decision. And, and that is one thing I've always been super decisive. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very much a yes, no black, white type person. And I know that's a little dangerous to live that way, but I am. It's like, this is what I'm doing. I said, I was going to do it. I think that's, um, that's one thing that all my friends say about me is like, if Katie says she's going to do something, she's going to do it. And so I kind of had that mentality about this. Yeah. I mean, and what would you say to someone who comes to you and is like real, like feeling how you felt decided, but still like, Katie, do I do it? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would say uh, first off operate from neutral, neutral, right. That was the best piece of advice I got in that moment. Um, (laughs) excuse me. Um, but then also to really evaluate, like, what if I don't do this? Like, what happens if I don't do this? And can I be okay with that? Yeah. Um, and like, for me in that moment, I was like, I'm not okay with that. Like, something has to change because I'm miserable. Yeah. Um, and so, so it, it, it takes some time to to get there, right? Like, it's not an overnight thing. It takes some time to process. And, um, you know, I journaled a lot. I did a lot of gratitude and a lot of reflection. Um, and then also like, I'm very visionary. I can see, you know, 10 years down the line, 50 years down the line. Um, and so I look at like the, what does the future version of me look like? Mm-hmm. And what am I willing to do today to show up as, as that version? Um, so it's, you kind of have to have a big picture in mind. Um, and you know, so my husband, he's very like short-sighted. He's like, Mm -hmm. he did, I forget what test he did. We did some personality testing and his is like six months. He can't see past six months. So it's like, it makes sense why someone like him can't see the big vision. Can't, you know, and I'm very like, well, why can't you see past six months, you know, but that's how he's wired. So, um, so looking with that in mind, like take note of what, I I guess I don't really know where I'm going here with this one, but where do you want to be in the future? And what are you willing to do to, to make that come to life? Yeah, no, I love, I love that. And I think too, it's like, this example with your husband of seeing more like six months out being more of a short-term thinker, there is value in that. Absolutely. When you're, when you don't see things that way, you're like, what do you mean next week or next month? Like I'm thinking about 10 years down the road here. And they're like, why you got it? But you got to realize that a, there's nothing wrong with that. But also when you do get a lot of pushback from people, that could be why, but also you got to think too, if we're talking about like partners or family or whoever is giving you this input of like, you're crazy. Don't do it. Why? Like, I'm sure you got the reaction of like, why? Like, as if like, why would you ever want to have your own business where you're your own boss and have your own schedule and do work you love? Like just stay in a corporate career. That sounds perfect. You're like, no, it sounds miserable. It's just not like, that's why they don't have that desire on their heart. Not everyone wants the same things. Not everyone thinks the same way. And I think we also got to remember too, like the whole world is kind of operating in this one way, kind of pushing everyone into that one way of doing things. Like we got to give people grace and respect when they don't 
have the same entrepreneurial mindset and vision that we do. And it's okay if people think you're crazy and it's okay if people disagree with you. That's what, that's not what we need to do this thing. And so I'm glad that in some way or another, you were able to see that and not depend on what other people thought you should do. Now, not that it doesn't make it hard, right? Like, oh yeah. I most definitely know that it probably would have been a hell of a lot easier to make the decisions and to have the the road I had, had I had, you know, more support in that. But I also understand why, why there's hesitation, you know, we're all conditioned, we're all conditioned. And, you know, it's interesting because my husband started his business, his own business this past year in 2023. And when he did that, like people around us didn't question it was just like oh that's great like congrats how can I support you but like with me to choose to leave a nine to five and just do something so outlandish you know something so I'm putting quotations the people listening can't see that but yes um, (laughs) so outlandish is like it's just two different it's it's interesting the support I received versus what he had received in that decision-making process. Do you have a feeling on why that is? Like, are you feeling like this is a maybe man versus woman or bit like online business versus, I, I forget what kind of business he has, but like more he's practical. The, he's a home inspector. Yeah. So I right. think, so his business is very practical, Com- two right. completely different business models. His is like safe and secure and stable and everyone knows what it is like oh yeah that's cool everybody (laughs) needs that like (laughs) yeah people like business coach what's that what what do you do and and um especially that aren't in the online space you know and so it's not as guaranteed you know houses are selling every day and so the phone's ringing every day yeah whereas you know i might get you know a client you know once a week or once a month or you know whatever you know, it's, it varies. So, um, I think the security of it, you know, people are like, Whoa, you had security. Why did you leave it? And I'm like, well, I'm going to create my own security. Just watch me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's such a normal experience. It's, I always say like most people that are starting a coaching business or an online business, it's like, usually there's no one around you that even knows what that is, or yeah. if they do, they have, they tend to think it's network marketing, which I think is also great in its own way, but still, um, people have their own biases just about like about it, or, you know, if, if you go viral on Facebook, like some of my clients have comments are all like scammer, like it's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, I've had, um, like family members say like, I'm so full of myself because what yeah. I do is I get online and I talk about myself and my offers. Well, I'm, I'm self-branded. Like that's, yes, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to continue doing it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so anyways, there's always going to be pushback. Um, there's always going to be people that question and, um, you know, do, do whatever. But if you are like true to yourself and, and you just feel so called to do this, which is what I do. I, I feel so called to do the work I do. And I love the work I do and the clients I get to work with. I'm like, there's nothing that's going to stop me from doing that. Yeah. And one of the last things I want to ask you as well is maybe somebody that is wanting to make this transition or is actually in it. It's like, what do you think you did well? And I, I'm actually yeah. thinking more so about after you quit your job, 
and you're running this business and you did start to actually see a big pickup in, in finances and clients, what did you do well during that time that you think helped create that success that someone who's in that boat or even just anyone listening, that's like, um, I want to have those kind of months. <laughs> like yeah. what were you doing that, that you were like, yeah, you need to be doing that. I would, that is something I would do again. Yeah. So, um, I definitely had a coach to like work through things. I, I, I'm one of those, I believe in investing. So I most always will have a coach or a program or something to support me. Um, and then I did like a lot at the time, no one, I was teaching, the coaching I've done is pivoted, but at the time I was teaching people how to start virtual assistant businesses. So it was a lot of educating. So I was doing like a lot of workshops, a lot of master classes, um, and, and just getting in front of as many people as I possibly could. It's kind of crazy how much business or the online space has changed just even in the last three years. Like back then I would just go into Facebook groups and talk and connect. And it was like, Oh, got a client, got a client, got a client. It's not as easy to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, I'm still, you know, I was just like trying to get myself out there as much as I can talking to everybody new. I joined local networking groups. Um, I was just like determined to get myself out there. And then once I got people in, they would refer me and I would ask them to refer me. Um, and you know, so, so one of the questions I get was like, did you really replace your nine to five? So I, you know, I had been in corporate world for over 10 years as like 11, 12 years, something like that. Um, and I was making 80 grand and within that first year of a full-time entrepreneur, I replaced 90% of that. So I didn't replace all of it, but I'm like, what took me eight years and, or I'm sorry, uh, 11 years and a master's degree to get, I was basically able to replace in one year. Yeah. And so while it looked messy, while it wasn't <laughs> as great as I thought it was going to be at the time, I was, it was like still successful in my eyes. It was still proof yeah. of, what, you know, I love that. I think that's yeah. such an important perspective to have. I mean, you know this because I'm sure you've experienced it. I know this I've experienced it. We can be so hard on ourselves with such unrealistic expectations. And this is an industry in a world where, yeah, you can make a lot of money fast. And, you know, yesterday I'm strategizing with a client like, yeah, you can go from 200 to 400K in a year, which you definitely cannot do in corporate and is also very hard to do in like a more traditional business as well. Very unheard of. Online, it's like, it's really not that crazy. And also give yourself grace if you don't double or triple your revenue in a year, because you know, that's not always going to be the case. It is a big lofty goal. You can. And if you don't, you're still incredible. It's such a silly thing to feel horrible over, right. Or replace my entire income that took me 11 years to, to build up to in under a year. I mean, you basically did it. So that's amazing. And pretty lofty goal that if you only get 90% of the way there, I think you still deserve to be pretty damn proud of yourself. <laughs> and I am, I am, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause like looking at that, like, um, the average person is like, well, that was silly. You went backwards. And I'm like, yeah. I think that is forwards. Like if that was just one year, I know that there's so much more you know, yeah. and, and, and I've, I've created more myself and I've seen you and others in the online space create it. So I know that literally anyone that wants to do this can, um, and will, and that's what I love to help my clients do. 
Yeah. And all the things that are so much more than money as well. Right. Like now you get to be home with your kids and go walk outside whenever you want. And even just like the little things, I'm not even talking about like, you know, flying in a private jet or taking a five-star vacation every other month. Like these little moments, like it's so easy to forget. I don't know if you feel like this yet, but like, Hey, I never even had a corporate job or a full-time job in my life. So it's very easy for for me to forget. I've never had it, (laughs) but it's like, I have to be very intentional to remember, like, this is not normal. Like to do this interview, which a, I feel like I'm just talking to a friend. Like, this is not hard (laughs) out. This is fun. Time is flying in the, in a good way. I know. I just love it. Like, holy crap. It's been 45 minutes. (laughs) I know. And then when we're done, it's probably very similar for you. I'm going to walk outside of my office. I'm going to go get some water. My little ones are going to run up to you and I'm going to give them hugs and then I'm going to come back and teach an incredible training. It's just like, it's, it, it's, it's so important to remember too. like, wow, like this is not normal. And we built this and it's so incredible. And it's such a blessing that it does c- kind of just start to feel like normal yeah. <laughs> and average. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's to the point where I'm like, I couldn't ever, and previously in my nine to five, I didn't have an office job. Like I work yeah. remotely. I could never imagine going into an office, you know? Oh my like, gosh. I know. I think that all the time, even little things like, I mean, now I'm going on a whole tangent, but I'm, when I go to like the post office, I'm like, how do people who have a job go to the post office? Like things like, cause it's like they're, they close at like so early or they're they even close during lunch around here. I'm like, how do people do it? Like, I don't even know how you live a life like that. Like, and I'm, I don't mean to say that in like a stuck up way. I'm saying that with so much love of like, I think it's now more than ever, it's like you can create freedom for yourself and you deserve it. And it so is you available. You can go to the post office whenever you want. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that's stuff too. So, um, you know, my son uh, started kindergarten this year. Yeah. And I'm like getting him up, fed, put together, out the door. Um, I get, I like roll out and like, you know, whatever. I'm definitely not ready. I'm like, there are moms out there that wake yeah. up early, get themselves ready, get their kids ready, get everyone packed. I'm like, how do they do it? Like yeah. I can't even wrap my head around that, which is so funny because I mean, that used to be me before I had kids, but it used to be me. And so I'm like, I just, I can't even go back to that life. It's just so different, um, but in the best way. Yeah. And the women that are living that kind of life right now that don't want to be, I just want to say like kudos to you, because if you can do all that, you can do this I know. You're go- and you're going to, and you're working your way to it and making that transition as well. Um, and hopefully this episode and all of Katie's advice and wisdom on this type of transition has supported you. Yes. <laughs> a little I, wrapping it up. <laughs> you have, um, a masterclass that your yes. audience have access to yeah. about your nine to five exit strategy. So if that's something that interests you, um, I think Taylor, you're going to post it in, in here, but um, I would love to give you guys access. So just, just look at the details on this podcast and you can um, reference that workshop. Yes. Perfect. You guys, Katie has an incredible replay that you guys can grab and we will link that below. And we'll also link your Instagram. Cause I feel like that's the best place. If people want to yeah. follow you and keep getting great. more of your content, they should follow you on Instagram. So we'll link that too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Taylor. I so appreciate you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Such a good conversation. Um, awesome. You guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye guys. Bye. 
Real quick before you go, if this episode gave you value, got you inspired, or has you feeling more confident than ever about your big goals, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a review? It would mean the absolute world to me and it helps other powerhouse women just like you find this show, which is truly the best gift that you could ever give me. So thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.